Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. It's July 27th, 2011. Hey! And you're listening to The Skeptic Wire. Hey! We are! Recorded at Go Recording Studios in San Antonio, Texas. Yay! David Harcourt, joined today, <laughs> as always, by Gary Lawn. Squingy. Nice. Greg Perrine. On the advice of my attorney, I re refuse to answer these questions. That's right. Well, Dave's got the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna Swafford. Clack up, buttercup. Back from uh, her travels. I'm here. I'm Yay. back. You get, guys get to keep me. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's right, because you have mad cow disease. Yes, I do. <laughs> Potentially, allegedly. That's only when I'm PMSing. Come on, people. <laughs> and only in France. <laughs> so you have well, mad you cow disease. Well, you got the awkward I'm, silence I'm right off the bat. Donna? <laughs> what? I, long story short, I could not take a new job because I lived in Europe in the late 80s and was... Therefore, apparently exposed to the human form of bovine and bovine potentially exposed bovine spongiform encephalitis, aka human version of mad cow disease, aka Creutzfeldt-Jakob's disease. Mad cow disease. Moo, moo, moo. <laughs> so you. <laughs> could... So I could not take the new job in Chicago. Needless to say, so I will be staying here in blisteringly sunny south Look at this central way. Texas. You don't have to worry about rain gear. Speaking of Texas... Yes? Hey, we've got some <laughs> local Texas news. We're good yes. news. We had some good news. Clappy, Yay. clappy, clappy. Okay, so in the ongoing saga of uh, teaching of evolution in Texas schools, we <laughs> just had a, a, a decision, a unanimous decision in the State Board of Education... Um, to uh, on the supplemental materials that will be used in teaching of evolution, and none of these materials have any bad stuff in it. None and of the creationist, intelligent design stuff. Yeah, there were there were not there were nine or ten things suggested to the board. Only one of them had intelligent design in it, and it was heavy with intelligent design and also heavy with a lot of factual and spelling errors and stuff. And it was roundly roundly rejected after the first couple hours of testimony. Now, that didn't even make it to the... My understanding, they weren't even going to vote on that one. Yeah, they just said, screw yeah. it, we're not going to do In it. In fact, I got a notice like a week before the meeting that they weren't going to vote on that one. So really, they ended up... In fact, I was thinking of going and testifying to this, and I actually said, yeah, I'd be interested in it. But then they came back and said, you know what, the one that one intelligent design materials, mm -hmm. they're not even bringing it to the table. So I said, well, what's the point? So everything really they brought to the table was was free of intelligent design. Okay, but now you said this is supplemental material yes. and not necessarily the actual curriculum material. Well, the curriculum's already going to be good. This was yeah. this is the okay. way the that the intelligent design was going to be snuck right. in through supplemental. The curriculum fight was actually two years ago over right. biological, biological sciences. There we go. See, see, Texas. Texas is not doomed necessarily so much. <laughs> this time it was basically instead of spending some $350 million on new textbooks, they said, uh, we don't have the money, so we'll have some online supplements yeah. instead of new textbooks. 
Right. And, and one called, of those was International Databases, which is the one that everyone was kind of raising alarm bells about. Ironically enough, initials ID <laughs> for intelligent design. And the other one's what? Google? <laughs> so this no, is really there are a couple of different publishing companies. The yeah. Liberty Institute, who's been fighting to get this stuff in the classrooms, some here, somehow declared it a victory because they're sending one of these uh, supplemental materials back for some corrections. Yay, we right. won! Well, but, actually, uh, what yeah. happened with that one, it was, um, I think it was the Holt something or other company that had a very good, you know, science-based stuff, and one of the three people reviewing it was a heavy, heavy creationist and had this whole big list of errors in scare quotes oh, yeah. um, and sent that along, but it wasn't the actual panel's review, but it was taken as a list of errors, right. and so they... The State Board of Education, the, the conservative people, like Barbara Cargill, challenged them really heavily on this, and the, the publisher stood their ground and said, no, this is correct science, you know, no, you're wrong. And then they got letters from other people who were reviewing other science supplements and said, no, that's correct science. So what are they correcting? What are they doing um, to it? Do you know? Um, there was... I didn't look Some of the that. stuff is on it, This, this the, decision was just made, what, yesterday? Yeah, so. there's... If anybody wants a really, really good review of kind of what happened, uh, one of the people who blogs over on scienceblogs.com, I think it's Thoughts from Kansas, uh, Josh Rosenow, Rose okay. uh, who works with the, um, the NCSE, went there to testify and has a really good account of his two days there and yeah. basically talks about how there was a lot of stuff about um, Hackles embryos, the whole idea of um, oh, what is it? Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, imitates there was there was a, a picture like that, that. Uh, he actually which, did actually uh, ontogeny recapitulates. Yeah, phylogeny. 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 Thank you. And I'm <laughs> the watched, anthropologist. Yeah. I've so watched, it had I've that picture Mr. because Dighty. there was a there was a doctored yeah. picture. His, right. There there were a few things used in textbooks. The 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 state board really did say you got to go back to the drawing right. board on these drawings. Because he actually cut to show two things as similar. He actually just copied the picture. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the heckles one has been proven not to be correct. Correct. Right. And th maybe that was and still in the well, material. Yeah, some, you know, it's still used because it's it's used as a bad example. Yeah. Okay. But it was it was not just that. It was um. A, don't have... Yeah, if they were using that, they needed to remove it. Okay, they basically, this one young Earth creationist had this list of stuff, and the publisher said, no, yeah. it's correct. And then one of the people, the newer people from the State Board of Education, Michael Soto, who um, started after the last 2009 hearings, um, went and talked to college professors and said, well, what do you, what is the truth here? And, like, and they said, no, it, what the whole... Supplement has is actually true. So I got yeah. I guess we got to find out why it was yeah. sent back for he corrections. Went, then he went he, to they, the elitist. They said they're, they're, they basically voted to say we'll conditionally accept it. You can massage the language a bit, but it was more. It was they really have to work hard to vote it out of the standards now. So it, it was a victory okay. in yeah. that it's good it's science. Excellent. Maybe really, a few really words here or there, but. Yeah, it's been a long process. We've been following this for a couple of years. It's yeah. been a long process, and that's that's a really good outlet because it's yeah. over. Basically, it's over. And it's it's nice you know, to know that until the next time. It's well, nice to know that it takes some time to go through the standards. You know yeah. but that it is debated. <laughs> Granted, most of the debate has been ridiculous. 
yeah. over right. on ridiculous portions. But the fact that they are taking the time to just do it and do a proper, and I use scare quotes there, proper job of it, <laughs> uh, to talk about it and, and get, get the facts. And have the facts, you know, the truth wins out. So, yay. Yep. But like you said, David, apparently the creationists are still saying that they won a victory, but I don't know how they can do that. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand the whole Noah's Flood thing anyway. So. Well, it's not really the creationists, it's the sea design proponentists. <laughs> the what? The what? The sea design proponentists. That's That was the halfway point between creation proponents and... And design oh, the, the, the panda's thumb, the panda's thumb, yeah, book oh. thing where they just did a find and replace on creationism oh, yeah. with intelligent design, but it didn't always work right, so it was C, <laughs> C, C design proponents or something yeah. like that, something very similar. It was to that. really bad. It, it was one of the drafts, and it showed the evolution of the creationism to intelligent <laughs> right. design. It was so beautiful. How ironic. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, we're going to talk about Norway a little bit because, of course, we had that awful news this week. And last week, we were talking about Norway. Right. And, that, Greg, you brought that back from TAM. Never really, I think, gave us a good explanation of why we were saying Norway. Like I, I know I talked about it at one point, but we talked so much about TAM last Well, okay, I talked so much about <laughs> what TAM last week. <laughs> that, I don't know. Um, I wasn't here. I may not have. I don't blame you. I blame them. Um, Why? Because we didn't shut you up? <laughs> we didn't put a gag on you? You talked for two hours about Tim. About 15 and, minutes made it to the podcast. An hour and a half. Yeah. Is it, there's a difference. No, it, two hours. Good. It was hour and 45 plus 15 minutes that made it to the show. <laughs> anyway. Here nor there. David. You're just jealous But you I want to know because I still don't know why we were saying okay. Norway. And then all of a sudden this thing happened in Norway. It's like, that's odd. Saturday night at Tam... I discovered a group of Norwegians who were at TAM, about six or seven people. And Saturday night is kind of the night at TAM where you realize it's pretty much the last official night of TAM. So everybody says, hey, screw it. I'm not going to get any sleep. Let's all stay up and party. And apparently the Norwegians really took that to heart. So they were a little, a little on the drunk side. So every time you walk past their their table where they were all sitting, if you even whispered the word Norway, they would go, Norway! Um, and so they were all a bunch of nice nice people, and I hope they're all okay. I, you know, I, I know Norway is a fairly big country, and they don't all live in Oslo, um, but I hope they're doing okay and can, uh, can get I'm sure a lot this. of families were affected. Yes. And, and, and you know, as, as, as many of, people were affected by that. Yeah, the last thing I've Cousins heard and, is at least... 76 people were killed, another probably a couple hundred injured at both the government center and this um, camp. camp. this camp for kids. I don't know what youth, what age it was, but, you know. They're near preteens yeah. to teenagers. Probably, yeah. Like 11 to 15, I think, was what I saw. So. Yeah. But yeah. so for, for those dear listeners, we were not being prophetic about anything about Norway. It just was coincidental. But it's it's been interesting to see, especially those first few hours, the reaction of people in the public and the press who just jumped on the, oh, of course, it's Muslims back uh, bandwagon. And then there's been a lot of back and forth mm -hmm. about this. That I was reading some of the blogs right after that. I mean, of course, everyone on the everyone in the comment sections of the news sites were sure it was Muslims. And there was actually some cool heads that says, we don't know yet. 
And they were getting very just few, hammered, yeah. saying you you're appeasing and all this stuff. And I hope we you know drop drop a nuclear bomb on Iran and all this stuff. And you couldn't even be reasonable and say we don't know yet who this was. But but now. It's come out that he's a Christian fundamentalist, yeah, or sorry, a right-wing He's, he's a right-wing nationalist with heavy Christian ideologies, but right. there's a lot of stuff in his writings that said he thinks everybody should be at least nominally culturally Christian. Right. He's okay with atheists and agnostics as long as they're Christian atheists right. and agnostics. But, you know, I heard that a lot of that when it first came out, but then later I heard that that was all toward the beginning of his writings. As his writing, as the days went on, he became more it and just more. just ranted on and he on. He went okay. more and more uh, toward the Christian fundamentalist side. But, he talked a lot about Christianity. But here yeah. nor there. Um, it, I, the, I certainly but, am not going to read all 1,500 yeah, pages okay. of this wackaloons manifesto. I, the, the, the point is that it went from... All Muslims, you know, do this to oh well. He's just he's just one lone nutbag because right. he's a Christian. Right. And you can't judge, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. judge all Christians by that, but you can judge all Muslims by their book. And the same thing happened with Tim- Timothy McVeigh and the yeah, Oklahoma City exactly. thing. As soon as they're you know basically uh, white Christians of any de- denomination, suddenly they're just a lone nutbag. But if they're you know well, yeah, yeah the rise in of any way. the rise of white supremacists. In addition to Christianists, in addition to all of these quote homegrown terrorism, is on the rise in the United States as opposed to actual Muslim terrorism. Yeah. So, so um, I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to bet there's more it's white hypocrisy in action. You know, militia groups than there are, you know, well, Muslim if, if you fundamentalist look at the, groups. Um, in like the there's United a Coughlin six one six or zero 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 or six hundred whatever he is on YouTube. He goes through and he shows that. Uh, the majority, good majority of European uh, terrorist activity has actually been white supremacist and, and non-Muslim activity uh, to a, yeah. a good like over seventy-five percent. Yeah. Not uh, to minimize the problem with Islamic no, 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 terrorism, not, not at all. But it's, there, there are plenty of good criticisms of Islam and 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 all that and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it under a big that umbrella, trap. but you know, fundamentalism and just basic Islamic and Christian and Judaic <coughs> non-reality beliefs—that's that's something you can criticize. But this just went out the yeah, nutbaggery is nutbaggery. It yeah. doesn't matter what cloth it's in. And no. then and then we get some people commenting on the whole situation just with these vitriolic rants. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, f- I found, a, a, you know, there's so much literature out there of people giving their views. Everyone's got a view on this. And I um, recently, a couple days ago, Chris Hedges on Truth Dig came out with an article uh, uh, called Fundamentalism Kills. Well, that's true. And what's, what's interesting is that he doesn't go after Christian and Islamic fundamentalism. He goes after Christian and atheistic, secularist, secular fundamentalist. secular fundamentalist, which he says is worse than the Islamic fundamentalist. And he, <laughs> he, he uh, singles out Sam Harris and Chris, Christopher Hitchens as what he says. Um, um, let me read this first couple of sentences. The gravest threat we face from terrorism as the killings in Norway 
underscore comes not from the Islamic world, but from the radical Christian right and the secular fundamentalists who propagate bigoted, hateful caricatures of observant Muslims and those defined as our internal enemies. The caricature and fear are spread as diligently by the Christian right as they are by atheists, such as Sam Harris and Christopher Hitchens. Our religious and secular fundamentalists all peddle the same racist filth and intolerance that infected Brivik. And he goes on and on for six pages with this very, very hateful... It's just dripping with hate. Yeah. All <laughs> fundamentalists, religious and secular, or ignoramuses, follow the lines of least resistance. It, I, was, I was saying earlier that it seems to me like he wrote a six-page rant about Christian fundamentalists three years ago, and then just did a find a replace on Christian fundamentalists and wrote in comma and secularists. Because it seems... I mean, it just seems out of touch with what secularism is about. It's all about rationality and real world and being able to be convinced by the evidence. But that's exactly what this guy, Chris Hedges, is um, just right. going off about. Yeah. If, for example, he says, fundamentalists have no interest in history, culture, or social or ling linguistic differences. They're remarkably uncurious, self-satisfied. <laughs> it's absolutely uncurious. I have, I have no desire <laughs> to gain knowledge in any fashion. It's, it's that was really sarcasm, incredible. Folks. That was sarcasm. Yeah. So Sam Harris came out with a very strong response he to this. He wrote a stiffly worded missive. He oh. did. He <laughs> called it Dear Angry Lunatic, a response to Chris Hedges. <laughs> and it's it's worth reading. Uh, we're not going to be able to get through the whole thing. But it is fairly uh, pointed. Yeah, look it up. It's it's, yeah. good. it's worth the read. Although I would, I would like to point out that um, secular... You know, science-based thinking can lead you down wrong avenues. Uh, so he has somewhat of a point, except for the fact that it's basically uh, magical or hate-filled thinking. If you're going from a science-based thinking and going by what you consider facts, if the facts that you know or the facts you think you know are incorrect, then you can go down that path. But again, that's just the same type of thinking that leads the fundamentalists onto the path of destruction. As well, my point being, let's let's um, Godwin ourselves and go to the Nazis. You know, they decided that the Jews, because of the shape of their skulls, granted this was debunked science, but their science showed that the shape of the skull can determine intelligence, which is you know they just looked mm -hmm. for people who they thought were intelligent and they found out reasons why the people they didn't like right. weren't. So you're yeah. saying right. that. It's more of starting with a false premise can lead down a bad yeah, road. Right. So the non-critical thinking in any manner will yeah. lead you to, can lead you to bad things. I just well, I just don't know where this guy Chris Hedges gets all this from. I, I, I personally am very fond of saying when everybody, anybody ever talks about militant atheists, I said there are no militant atheists. <laughs> when is the last time you ever heard of an atheist and a car bomb? It hasn't happened. Well, look, atheists can have ideologies, and, and yes. they look at, you know... But we don't kill people. Again, again, atheism is a, is a one-point philosophy. It says yeah. it's only it's one thing, that's it. Yeah. There's, you know, a non-belief. But this guy groups in God. humanists and agnostics and yeah. philosophy. Yeah. I'm just saying you're, you're probably wrong in saying you don't have radical militant atheists. They're just not militant about... Atheism. They we, can be we're militant about, about books, blogs, and billboards. Yeah, but they can, you, can be, you can have another ideology. Boobs. 
that leads you down the path. You're going to get in so much like, trouble like with Gary Rebecca saying, Watson. Even an atheist, even a secularist, even a rational thinker can have an ideology that they end up killing for. Yeah. And, even and, if you don't believe in God. Absolutely. That's that can true. happen. That, I mean, look at uh, atheists and foxholes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah, that's, let's probably wrap that topic up. <laughs> um, it was a horrific, horrific thing, and I don't even pretend to understand the politics and what was, go, you know, the, the right wing, left wing that caused all this. I know they got the, you know, problem with immigration, maybe too much immigration at once, and a lot of reaction to that. I, it, it is kind of just a, it is a fundamentalist view of keep Europe for the Europeans and not wanting any immigration or anybody who's of a different culture. Oh, like we don't well, see that here. Yeah. We do. And and there's some rationality to that. I mean, if it's too much at one time, it can cause some destabilization so of, some, a, of a Some society. people get upset about it because people don't like change. You know, yeah. people, you know suddenly their their little community is, in, is inundated with yeah. people Especially who, you know, they cook different foods, and so they can't go over there and have a nice meal. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, it's not lasagna that they like. Take a small, <laughs> homogenous society and introduce a different culture in a big way, and it can cause problems. People, people get upset. You know, different religion, different values, different way, you know, ideas about what the country should be about. Speak about I mean, things that are different. Carrie, go in the corner. <laughs> it's called the Cadborosaurus. What? It's Cadborosaurus yep. out of the Cadbora Bay. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. It turns out it's like a river otter. Oh, I gave it away. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> now, you and I saw this video. There is a video of this. On YouTube. It is, again, a grainy, <laughs> Grainy, shaky, out of water you, you, get, you get no no indication of what the size of this animal or beast or whatever it's raining, it is. It's raining. It's yeah, raining. Wavy. It's There's no context whatsoever. <laughs> just this thing kind of bobs out of the water. It does look a little bit like a Nessie-type thing, although once you realize otter, it looks exactly like an otter having a good time. So did it have a long neck, a horse head, large eyes, and back bumps that stick out of the water? Uh, you wouldn't know that from the video. It does have a bump that sticks out of the water and a neck that kind of sticks out of the water. So I'm going to score that as a 2 out of 10 then. So sure. this is going to actually <laughs> debut on a new Discovery Channel special. Yeah, Cadborosaurus. Yeah, Survivors from... Oh, wait a minute, no. Hillstranded is the name of the show. Hillstrand? Hill, uh, yes. Who the hell is Hillstrand? He's one of the guys from the Deadliest Catch, the Crab Fisherman show. Right, okay, I'm familiar with the show. He's right. one of the they're like brother captains from that show. Brother captain? And I guess they're popular enough to merit their own spin-off, but it's a one-time special. Oh, and, okay. And it, Th strange things we've seen on the sea. It's apparently a, a whole thing just looking for this, so you know it's not too surprising that the main press release on this was on Discovery News from the Discovery Channel. Yeah, it's it's a publicity yes. stunt. Yeah, it is. A, it's a mythical creature. They've been, been had sightings since 1937, yeah. and every time they found one of these things, it's a whale or it's a something. Yeah. But it, they still believe it's out there, and they've actually got this um, professor, um, former professor. I don't see his name now, but saying, hey, Hold this on. looks really authentic. And I um, guess they're going to interview him on the yes, show. Yes, it looks like an actual video. Paul LeBlond, author of Cadborosaurus, Survivor from the Deep. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, it's perfectly convincing. 
<laughs> and then we have the another we have another cryptozoology story. A local cryptozoology story, yeah, sort of. Semi-local, Texas, yeah. southern United States, desert now. The, the number three mysterious monster in the world, the Chupacabra. He's apparently, goat sucker. Yeah, it, yeah, literally means goat sucker. And apparently, um, young Carter Pope, 13 years old, um, was out in the field somewhere, and he saw... Um, in LaSalle, Texas, that um, some some creature was just walking along a field, and he, it it looked like nothing it, he'd ever seen. Nothing before. like he'd ever seen before. In all Didn't of have, his thirteen years, <laughs> yes, it's it had no hair on it. Its back legs were all shriveled up. Honestly, I think it's a chupacabra. And it was shivering. It was shaking. Yeah. So he runs into the house, gets his dad. His dad comes out and said, yeah, that's that's strange. Shoot it. <laughs> the kid shoot, shot at it three times. It stopped moving, so they went up and took a look at it. And It's a chupacabra. So so the, the picture that you can find on the web is this picture from, say, 50 feet away. It just shows this kind of lump on the ground that you can't tell. They didn't take a close-up no, picture. No, there is a close-up. I saw a close-up picture. Is there? Yeah, there's a, there's it looks a like a dog with its tongue out. Okay, there is a close-up picture because they got a picture of the kid with the with the gun. He shot oh, it with, yes, of course. posing with the animal. Being Texas. It looks like a, a mangy, you know, coyote or dog. It's yeah. just a poor animal that's but lost But apparently they took, they took some skin samples and they sent it off to the lab. Yeah. And that was six days ago and we haven't heard about it since. And we won't. It's... But it's, it's nice to know that anything that you don't understand, just shoot it. Just shoot, shoot it. it. Yeah, well, this is yeah. Texas. It's Texas. Well, well, I, well, you don't want to let it get away because <laughs> um, then someone else is going to shoot it and take the, take the credit for the kill. But I, I do love uh, Ben Radford. He wrote a little um, something up on Live Science, basically saying, okay, this kid probably didn't actually kill a chupacabra, but... Did he commit a felony? <laughs> that's a good because one. you know that's technically animal cruelty, which is in Texas, uh, any person who kills, seriously injures, or administers poison to an animal other than cattle, horses, sheep, swine, or goats—I don't know why those are all exceptions—belonging <laughs> to another without legal authority or the owner's effective consent. He just shot at the damn thing. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about this—I think I, I first heard about this at Tam. Just to put another plug in there, make you all jealous. Do you guys know what it was found out when when the original Chupacabra story in 1995, just 16 years ago? In Puerto Rico? Yeah, what the original story, what it was actually found out that the person was actually describing? Uh, what, no. what thought he saw? Tell us, Greg. I knew this because no, I heard the interview. Because the, the description of the original one is completely different from the stuff that they're calling chupacabras now. Because it was like on two legs, large eyes, and it had like scales Spikes on the back. Spikes on the back <laughs> and the whole thing. They, the guy had just seen um, the science fiction movie Species. <laughs> the thing where that like they mm -hmm. cross saw, genetically yeah. do a woman with an alien yeah. and it tries so to mate and kill everything. Why did they see the naked woman? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Texas. Yeah, yeah, but Puerto that was Puerto Rico. Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, there's far too many naked women running around. In <laughs> Apparently Puerto Rico. swimming from Puerto Rico to Texas, the Chupacabra lost its ability to rock, walk on two legs lost all its spikes, and apparently doesn't soak, gut, soak guts anymore. Soak Go, guts. Soak, it, suck on goats anymore. Apparently all it does is walk across a field lamely and get shot yeah. by a 13-year-old. Yeah, he's, he's fallen so far. 
about Chupacabra. Hasn't he? No. Is it How ben the Ra- Mighty Have Fallen. Is it Ben Rafford that wrote the book, recent book on Chupacabra? Uh, yes, uh, I believe yeah, he did write something yeah. fairly recently on yeah. it. Okay. Hey, so who's doing Poe today? <gasps> I'm doing Poe! All right, let's move on to Poe. See if you can Poe us. I've got you this week. <laughs> what are we doing? So, a needle-pulling thread! I was leaving you a space to put in the music there, so... A needle-pulling thread! <laughs> Not that music. <laughs> Not that music. <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> T, I thought this was a beer. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> you better keep that all in. Um... <laughs> Corner. So we end. do a little segment every week called Poe's Corner, um, all talking about Poe's Law, which is the idea that it's really, really difficult to tell the difference between actual, <laughs> actual fundamentalism bullshit. and bullshit <laughs> and satire of fundamentalism or bullshit. This week, what we're going to do is um, everybody has seen those signs in front of churches where they try to be really witty, either <sighs> intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. Crummy church signs. I've got a list here of I, what I think are fairly funny church sign sayings. And uh, what I'm going to ask the panel of skeptics, sorry, that's copyrighted by SGU, um, my team of skeptic Groups. Groups. Your group of skeptics? Yes. A cadre of skeptics? A, a murder of skeptics. A doubt of skeptics. Gross. That's it. My doubt of skeptics <laughs> this week. Um, just, uh, I'm going to go through the list one by one, and you guys got to tell me if it's an actual church sign or one oh. that was used on The Simpsons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it, there is a, a church sign generator uh, yes. that you can go to online. So I, I did my best <laughs> to find actual church signs and not ones that had been generated from that. So um, huh. if anybody feels that I was wrong about one of these, I'm going to post the post uh, corner to the blog and if there are corrections, please let me know. Corrections? You think you got them wrong? I think I got them right, but I could be wrong. That's what being a skeptic is, and that stupid ass hat Chris Edges doesn't understand. <laughs> I can be corrected, and I'm okay with that. All right. All right, so number one. Whoever is praying for snow, please stop. Real. Yeah. Real. That is an actual church sign. Number two. Have trouble sleeping? We have sermons come and hear one. Simpsons. I think that's true, actually. Actual. That is an actual church sign. Who's keeping score? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Keep your own damn score at home. Um, there's something about the Virgin Mary. Simpsons. Simpsons. Um, I'm going to go with Simpsons. It is the Simpsons. Okay. Number four. Come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. True. All uh, real. Actual. Real. Uh, okay, I'll go with the team. It was a real uh, church sign. Number five, sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. That's true. That's a real one. You sound confident, so I'm going to say real. That's true. It is a real sign. It's not even funny. Wow, you guys are beating (laughs) me. That's pretty bad. I've been to church. Uh, Number six, rapture threat level orange. Real. Oh, no, I think that's the Simpsons. Uh. Donna? Simpsons. Simpsons. Ah, Sorry, Dave. I suck at this. <laughs> Don't worry, David. I have not gotten one right <laughs> since we started this. Uh, number eight. Church parking only. Violators may be baptized. Oh, you you missed, skipped number you seven. seven. I did? 
Yes. Oh, sorry. Well, we'll do number eight first. Okay. Church parking only. Violators may be baptized. Real. Wow. Mm. I'm going to go with Simpsons on that one. I'm going to go real. It's actual. That's a actual sign. <laughs> number seven. Going back in time. Um, <laughs> Christmas service. Jesus. 20, 2005 years young. Real. I think that's the Simpsons. Simpsons. It's the Simpsons. Dang. Sorry, David. <laughs> number nine. God loves you whether you like it or not. Real. <laughs> Simpsons. Um, I, I think that's a real one. Sorry, Donna. It was a real one. David, you, got, you beat her on that one. Just don't beat women any other time. <laughs> Speaking of... Unless they've given their complete consent. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. And handcuffs. And have a safe word. Speaking of women... Number 10, evil women in history, from Jezebel to Janet Reno. Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes, it was the Simpsons. (laughs) Number 11, today's topic, he knows what you did last summer. Real. 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 Simpsons, I got you all! Wow. All right. Don't be Uh, so happy you didn't write it. Very good, David. Thank you. (laughs) Number 12. um, Thou shalt turn off thy cell phone. Real. That's real. Oh, wait. Simpsons. Yeah, I'm thinking thinking that's the Simpsons. Too late. It was Simpsons. God. Yes. Number (laughs) Number 13. Dysfunctional family welcome. You'll fit right in. Simpsons. Real. (laughs) Again. Simpsons. Real, Donna got that one. Oh, and this. last but not least, number 14, free Wi-Fi during sermon. Simpsons. Simpsons. Real. Simpsons, David. <laughs> Twelve. <clears throat> and and there were 14 of them, so congratulations. I so missed we tied. half of them. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, Mr. Long. Congratulations, You got 12 Longer. right? Yeah. I got seven right. I got uh, okay, right. so what you're telling us is that you suck at this game. Well, don't feel bad, David. The churches I, I went to right. never had these signs. So that was Poe's Corner. Apparently, the, my team is better at figuring out what is satire and what is actual real church signs than I thought they would be. So congratulations. Except for me. You did, you did about <laughs> chance. You did fine. So half of them were real? Half of them were real. Half okay. of them were Simpsons. That is about chance. So what do we got? Um, there was an article on science blogs about scientists discovering the tipping point for the spread of ideas. And what they said, science, scientists at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute found that when 10% of a population holds a belief, an unshakable belief, their belief will always be adopted by the majority of society. I did not like that word always. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. There's a couple of things I didn't like about this particular write-up of it. Now, it's not... I don't have access to the actual study, so I can't uh, talk about that. But I can talk about this write-up. And I didn't like the write-up hardly at all, because it didn't make a lot of sense to me on the way that they were describing it. First I'm of all, right there with you, Gary. Right on. High five. So, High five. We didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I understood it. No, David, that's where you're wrong. We understood it. Ignorance is bliss, Dave. We just didn't like it. We didn't like it. 
Yeah, so first I said the belief will always be adopted by the majority by the majority of society, which I don't believe is true. Now, they... I, okay, it's my belief system. I'll believe what I want to. Awkward <laughs> silence. Well, you're 25% okay, of the group, so apparently whatever your true belief is is going to spread to all of us instantly. Well, okay, so this was based on computational and analytic models and methods. Just computer models. Right. So it's not, you know, they didn't try it on on actual society or even look at things that do hold 10% of society and see how it's happened. They haven't done any actual studies. The only only author they mentioned in the article, um, co-author Georgi Kornis, is an associate professor of physics. I'm honestly holding on to my opinion until they... Get a hundred Psych 101 students together in a room and actually do a psychological <laughs> right. study just like everybody else. All right. So let's let's talk about what the study says first, or at least what this article okay. says about the study. Yeah. So first of all, it says um, when a number of committed opinion holders uh, is below 10%, there is no visible progress in the spread of ideas, and it would literally take the amount of time comparable to the age of the universe for this size group to reach the majority. And then... They said, uh, in general, people do not like to have an unpopular opinion and are always seeking to try to locally come to a consensus. Uh, this is that's a quote. So in their models, they, they set up a dynamic. So they had true believers and they had people who would rationally, uh, they could you know go either way, depending. So once... Everyone else was open-minded. Everyone, every... Had, maybe had an opinion, but was open-minded. Again, right. all these individual nodes of computer model... With computer code. There's simplistic consumptions that they're working with. Very simplistic. Right. So, based on... Like me. <laughs> and then it says, as the agents of change start to convince more and more people, the situations begin to change. So, people who are near pe- uh, other people who believe what they believe stay in the same belief. Once you start going into uh, a, or have access to a belief system that you aren't uh, agreeing with you don't necessarily change because you're reinforced by the people around you. Yeah. That's base, basic psychology, mm-hmm. I think, right? So not a problem. But my my problem was they give no indication that anything will ever change. I mean, they say if it's below 10%, ideas will never change, ever. Well, they won't, they won't become the majority opinion. So they... <clears throat> it, right. Okay. Oh, but I see what you it, did there. If you, <laughs> but the problem is, if say you start at five percent, if you increase one percent every week or something, you're going to get to ten percent, and then all of a sudden it explodes. But they're saying it's not going to do that. It's not going to increase. Then 1%. how does it ever get to ten percent? Everyone in the first could come place? up with the idea of themselves. Right. Basically, which, basically, enough people come up with a certain idea and and become convinced of it. And is there there that's. It's a difference between coercing people and convincing people and just coming to that conclusion yourselves. I think if a group of people come to that conclusion themselves and that reaches a certain critical tipping point, which they've defined as 10%, it has to reach that tipping point for it to start to spread and become the majority opinion. Right. So This is based on that, that Malcolm Gladwell book. If anybody's read it, Tipping Point, I've read that book. Uh, no, I haven't. And actually. that talks all, a lot about list, these, these social dynamics. And, and some of the things that were interesting about this study, they kind of used some of the concepts from that book. Because um, they, they tried this two different ways. One is everybody had the same number of friends, the same number of contacts, which is not realistic. 
more realistic is you have like opinion makers, people who are like hubs who know a lot of people. And those people are usually really essential for spreading ideas. In fact, when they did that six degrees of separation test where they sent, say, send this letter to somewhere you know that's closer to the definition, a des final destination, and it takes about six I'm not going to go uh, six degrees of what they found, six degrees, six degrees What they found is the, that really depended on on key people who just knew a lot of people. The, but so they used that model, but they also used more distributed model where everybody knew the same, same number of people. And they came up with the same 10%. That was interesting. So okay. they're calling 10% the tipping point, where if you get 10% and you're really committed and everybody else is kind of maybe have their opinion but is – is able to be, you know, open-minded about it, then if it reaches that 10%, then it can take off like wildfire. Okay. But according to their own rep, you can never reach that 10%. You have to have little bits of things pop up individually everywhere. At 10% of the population suddenly have to come to this conclusion, which to me sounds like the 100th monkey effect, which is... Uh, alert behavior spreads instantaneously from one group of monkeys to all related monkeys once a critical number is reached, is what they're saying. It's, it's like a little magical thing, uh, which came from some monkey uh, washing a potato or something in the water, mm -hmm. and then they noticed that some monkeys, you know, 100 miles away started doing the same thing at some yeah. point. Except with people, people can come up with these ideas on their own from observing I think it depends. You're saying a monkey can't come up with his idea to wash a potato on his own? Well, I think that model is an imitation model only. You're supposed to wash potatoes? Okay. <laughs> and this, you know, this allows for people to but, come up with ideas on their own. Some ideas that, that have become come committed. Into, but some, some ideas that have come into public consciousness are c completely insane. And you probably wouldn't necessarily have come up that on, like, um, the selling of poppies. Uh, you know, on the you know, on the on the stock market, you know, what was poppy? Some other flower. Tulip, tulips. Yeah, the tulip bulbs. Holland, all of a sudden, tu uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so it's huge. Exploded and then crashed. Yeah. So, and that to me doesn't like it started with a ten percent. It sounded like you know. I think that was in Gladwell's book. Oh. Yeah, I think that was one of the examples of a tipping point. That's you was, served, yeah. Gary. Yeah. I am served. <laughs> Curse of luck. Of course, that's a different scenario. We're talking about now the spread of ideas, ideas, and people being committed to those ideas. Yeah. Well, people were pretty committed to committed it until to that, uh, society crashed. That evolved for valuable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think it's yeah. you know it's, it's interesting. I think we learned something from this study. If you don't try to say it, it mirrors reality perfectly, and we're trying to, and that it'll work in society. For one thing, it doesn't take into account other people have. Committed to an, another I'm idea. No right. opposing views. Right. No, no committed people with an opposing view. Very, like I said, we're starting with, and that's how models start. You start with simplistic assumptions, and run them, and I'm sure those models become more and more sophisticated. Well, so, the, the thing I found funny about reading this article is I first thought it was satire, because I first read the the name of the group, which is the Social Cognitive Networks Acad Academic Research Center. I originally didn't see one of the C's in there and thought that the acronym for the group was SNARK. SNARK. And it's like, are they really <laughs> kidding about this? <laughs> but, you know, the, t the tipping point, look what just happened with the gay issue. That somehow hit a tipping point where all of a sudden a certain percentage was hit. And then it's bang. It's just acceptance of gays have just 
exploded to a majority well, recently. Yeah, but that's, that, but that's not... I don't see that as necessarily... Okay. That was a tipping point moment. Right, but according to the model, uh, because they were less than 10% of the population, they should have never reached <laughs> the tipping point. No, that's, I mean, that's they, my point they with had sympathizers as well. It wasn't just, not just, not just gays. Well, there, there was just no description in here of the actual rate of change that would get get to that point of 10%. Well, it's irrelevant. But that's not irrelevant in the real world. Because you have to talk to people and convince other people. At, you know, if you've got 5% of the population that really believes one thing, and they start talking to people... They will gradually talk to one person here or there, talk to one person there, one person there. It seems unlikely that every time they reach 10%, all of a sudden, boom, they'll go up to that 51% of the majority. That there, There's no description of how that... There must be some rate of change before you reach 10%, and then no, a different it, rate of change of convincing other people after 10%, but they don't they talk about it. they plug in the numbers with 5%... Committed people and they run the numbers and they never get that majority. Yeah, again, and then they, they simple, run the numbers model. at two percent. They to run be... the numbers at eight percent. They run the numbers at ten percent. And at ten percent, even with different types of social networks, they're finding that those it's, ideas it's become a majority. A positive feedback loop. I mean, you can and uh, depending on what what type of positive feedback you're getting will determine on how far that goes outside the bounds. Yeah. Of, but my well, point is, about you convince is that somebody you... that person is. Isolated, if there's a, is a greater percentage of people, they're more likely to f- come in contact with other people who also have the same. See, if, if, they're, if they're not committed and you tell them, you try to convince them, you're not going to convince them. But according to the model that they applied, if, now if they run into a second person with the same view, then, the, then they get convinced. If the percentage of people isn't high enough, then the likelihood that they're going to come across that second person is going to be very low. Okay, so a lot of it depends on what's the likelihood that they're going to come in contact with a second person that has that view. And when it's below a certain percent, just statistically, they're not going to come into contact with those people. The belief is not going to be reinforced, and it's just going to stagnate. Uh, That's what the model is telling us. I also think it it depends... On the, the type of belief it, it is, because like a logical belief is probably going to be more prevalent to to cause change faster and get to that ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Part of the that, problem I have with models. this is that they say that yeah, you know the tipping point is ten percent quote regardless of how or where the opinion starts and spreads in society. That's a big factor, and they're talking about society here, not computer nodes. They're making a big leap from. A mathematical model where you can come A simplistic up, mathematical model. You, you, you program in something to say, yeah. if then, you know, go back to the beginning, okay. loop, loop, loop. So the validity, you're questioning the whole validity of using a statistical model in a computer to, it's a to big, model society yes. at all. That's why I said you got to get those dinky little freshman 101, psych 101 students in a room and actually try this out. Because we, we've seen, uh, I know it was in Paranormality, that book by Richard Wiseman, he talks about the the subject goes in there and he doesn't realize that he's a subject. He thinks that all the, you know, they're all part of this experiment and they show them different length uh, of lines. And it, they show a line that is obviously shorter than the other lines. And the subject being tested 
follows the majority rule of the majority rule says. And now that's now that's obedience to authority type thing and not necessarily what and, this is. But and this, then the but subject screams out, there are four, four lights! lights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyone? One? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gary got it. Yeah. I haven't gotten to that point, Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. Um, yeah. Anyway, but that that ties into it is a, is that type of obedience authority to this ten percent rule. That's real psychology, and that's what this is modeling. And I think it's it's a little bit it's slightly naive. There's something to be said about a tipping point, but the the idea of this study saying, oh, well, we did half a dozen computer models, and it's always ten percent, so that means that must apply to every to actual society. No, I don't. I mean, no, they're saying read the, 10% read the study is and always say, say see if that says it applies to actual society in the study before you. Say it does because every single they time know they're it's a saying computer model. it's always ten percent, regardless of how it's based on inside. based on their assumptions, based on their computer model. Right, and, I very much doubt that they're saying. very much doubt that they're saying their computer model is perfect. Well, and matches no, society. No, but, but, exactly. but they're saying the, the examples in Tunisia and Egypt uh, yeah. with the overthrow of the government is is a similar. Thing. Yeah, but they didn't say that's ten percent. I mean, they're just. Saying that the they're, tipping they're, point, they're drawing an obvious comparison between their idea and that. The idea that there's a tipping point to be found. Well, yeah, of course. No, okay, fine. If you That's, just want to be I so vague as that, sure, there, yes, there's a tipping point. That's exactly <laughs> what I said, that I agree there is a phenomenon of a, temp, a tipping point, but saying categorically that it's 10% it, yeah, or I, there, thereabouts almost all the time, I got a problem with that. And and I admit that it may have something to do with this is an actual study somewhere and they just had some dinky journalist who's usually used to doing the restaurant beat wrote this article. It may be a, a lazy journalist interpretation. Whether it mirrors society or not, it's interesting. Just the model itself is interesting. I, I can, and we can yes. learn we can learn about how ideas spread from that model. And as that model gets more sophisticated and more sophisticated and gets validated against society, we may be able to hone in on on ways to help ideas spread. Speaking okay? of honing in on ways ideas spread. Is this gonna be a lovely segue? I the, don't the, get the this, segue. This is the segue um, segment. Yes. Uh, Podcast. Speaking of ways, let's idea- just go to another subject. Speaking of ways, ideas. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to do this. Please, just let me let me try. Okay, I let's want to let's. Greg Subway. Speaking of ways that ideas spread, yeah. Tell us about the group who's holding a convention calling "Out of the Ordinary: The Possibilities in Health." <laughs> and apparently, David is looking at me like I have a fish growing out my ears right now. Holistic Chamber of Commerce. So the whole thing on their webpage about of the whole being wellness center about the out of the ordinary. Oh, the whole with, being wellness center with the yeah. conference. Is that W H O L E or H O L E? Okay, H O L E. W H O L E. Let's tell the listeners what we're doing here. We have a couple new members Nobody of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. See, you, you're sick. You're sick. Yeah, yeah. just about as bad as mine was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get it. What's my story? <laughs> you should have seen the blank look on Dave's face. He's like, what David, the David, you just hurt that? Greg's feelings. Maybe you should learn to work well and play well with others. He, you should apologize. He well, thinks I'm crap tascular. Okay. But that's okay. He's, he's got 25% of this... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, his 25% views is going to spread to everybody that I am a creptascular transitionist. 
Oh, we're, oh, we're transitioning this now. <laughs> okay, there are. I'm going to talk about a couple of new members of the San Antonio chapter of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Okay, because we do this on occasion. I do go to that website and I look for new members to see what kind of holistic practices are being introduced in the city. There's, we talk about the whole, whole Being Wellness Center, which is going to be on Alicebury Drive, and it apparently does not exist yet. Okay, they have a website. But the website is advertising a uh, conference that is tomorrow in Austin to raise money for this center. Oh, yeah. And so, I, sorry, I, folks, you can't go to it. Um, it is well, at a spa. some of you can. It's at a spa in Austin, and they've got some wonderful speakers. We, got, um, we have Evelyn Reisdeck, author of Modern Sh- Shamanistic Living, and Annie Noten. And, that's um, killer. They're ministers of the Circle of the Sacred Earth. <laughs> I, and, yeah, I looked them up. Yeah. <laughs> and practitioners of True North Unique Multidisciplinary Integrated Health Center in Maine, where they have a thriving shamanistic healing practice. And they will be shamanistic. speaking. Shamanistic. Oh, the anthropologist is correcting me on shamanistic. And Donna wakes up. Have, have, you, have you looked at them? They, they don't really look, look kind of shamanistic. Yeah, they're they're quite. Um, they look more sham wowistic. They they look northern European. Nobody. Nobody? <laughs> now, no, when, because there's not a hooker for you to beat up. What? What? <laughs> the sham wow guy got oh, right, okay. <laughs> from beating up. The, that's why we weren't paying any attention. <laughs> So now, it's shaman. I no Let's get right. Shaman, not shaman. <laughs> now, when the Whole Being Wellness Center is, is completed, they will have um, people specializing in, this is really strange, allopathy, we'll talk about this in a second, acupuncture, aromatherapy, chiropractic, life coaching, massage, homeopathy, Ooh. naturopathy, herbal therapy, wellness coaching. And special topics and special studies. Yeah, what, yeah. whatever and, the and hell that means. Those 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 links are under construction. So <laughs> it, it, I, those are their catch-all. As, as if naturopathy well, homeopathy. Well, those are the last two on the list, so those must be the happy ending. You know what's oh, odd is that they list allopathy. There's your hook. Which is which is alternatives word for conventional medicine, right? And it has the word all in it. Yeah, as opposed, there's homeopathy. <laughs> And there's allopathy, which is everything else. So I clicked that link, and basically... This place has everything! Well, actually, that link is just telling like you Walmart. that they... conventional medicine is, can be still know. part of your wellness, and that you should see a doctor if needed. That's all that says. So they do not have specialists uh, it's, it, it, in allopathy. So what they're saying is you, you go to your alternative person before you actually go to your doctor. And they can tell you how your conventional doctor can, yes, integrate into your... Health, yes. So <laughs> that's kind of bass awkward, isn't that? And and the great thing about this conference is apparently you can get continue uh, continue education credits <laughs> for nurses, massage therapists, doctors, and other healthcare professionals. Good gracious! To go see a couple of shamanistic shamwow shaman shamanistic and shamwow. that is tomorrow yeah. and Friday. In oh Austin. well, then maybe some people might actually go and. Well, if if I get this up early enough. <laughs> don't kill yourself over this. We don't want to give them any more money, besides the fact that David already told them where there will be, what what their address is. Well, I didn't say the address of the conference. I gave the street of the non-existent wellness center. It's probably just some shack somewhere. So is this wellness center going to get tax breaks like the cryogenics thing? I want to talk We're about another... We're not doing another, that this week, Gary. I know. Another uh, new member... 
of the Chamber of Commerce, and this is Life Motivation. Yeah! I'm motivated to live! And Life Motivations is a holistic wellness practice. Of course it is. Specializing in mental health, weight loss with HCG, I don't know what that is, bioidentical hormone replacement. Whatever it is, you don't want it in your And functional Chinese medicine. Now, bioidentical hormone replacement is a supposedly natural hormone replacement. I read about this a little bit. It's really no different than what you get from the pharmaceuticals, except that they don't have to give warnings. Like the pharmaceutical companies on. Oh, that's on their nice. Hormones. I thought it was just bleeding and leeches. And 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 the way they they get your hormone balance with uh, swabs, they swab your mouth is totally unscientific and not proven to work. Oh, is so that what they're calling it now? This is just a bad practice. Um, okay. I just what, want Gary. What we do this every week. We snark no. about the holistic chamber of commerce. I people. understand that. Okay. You're okay. just hitting all the points. Don't shake your head at me. A couple of things I want to point out about this is they say functional I love you, medicine. Gary. So I wanted to know what functional medicine is. You're going to love this. Real medicine? Functional medicine? Um, it's not F U N G. It's not what we read last <laughs> week where functional medicine is used to be the term for it's in your head. It's, you know, it has no pathology. Their definition, they say. It deals with primary prevention and underlying causes instead of symptoms and se- of, for serious chronic diseases. It moves away from the traditional disease-centered medical practice to a more patient-centered approach. Functional medicine addresses the whole person, not just an isolated set of symptoms, exclamation point. Unfortunately, they don't have actual doctors who can do this, right? They're just doctors of... Well, no, she, she's actually a board-certified psychiatric nurse practitioner. It's doctor spelled with a K. And a board-certified family <laughs> nurse practitioner and a licensed professional counselor. Okay, so no actual doctors, just doctors of philosophy. Now, let me nurse tell you... Nurse practitioners wait, do me, have a lot of training. Let me tell you how Apparently they... Apparently not this one, but most of them do. <laughs> right. right. Do you want to know how they not get to, to the underlying great. causes of the person's diseases? Or yeah. Liver flukes. Liver flukes. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, crystals. No. Um, 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 uh, uh, monkeys. Colonoscopies. A 270-question question. Churches. Questionnaire. Very small then. It's a questionnaire. <laughs> That's how they're getting to their underlying... Um, so I don't so want we to get say to find disease. out if we're all diseased? No, no. The Eek. whole person... I'm the one who's diseased. Healthy. Don't think diseased. That's... Allopathic. I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry, not I'm disease sorry. center. This is wellness and whole person center. Yes, you are unwell. I just always think of allopathic as some kind of weird dinosaur. I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was trying to figure out how to get that in there. <laughs> just shove it in there. Now, one more thing. They sell what's called Bach flowers. And <laughs> Do they write cantatas? And these are grown in um, Churches. Sweden, I think. And, and they, no, the whole, they're, they're growing up Bach. But, <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> these are used in homeopathic, homeopathic preparations, and there's a series of them here. And, and, and this, is, this is a very interesting uh, thing that she says here. These are Bach flowers. They're Bach. It was Bach. named after some doctor, Bach, Edward Bach. Ah. In the 1930s. Bach. Doch Bach. It was named after Dr. Edward Bach in the 1930s. Um, and they're derived from flowers from his native Wales. He was a he was a homeopath. This is interesting. Sure, it is. Um, up to ten or even twelve essences can be combined in one dosing bottle. Essences. 
That's what I said. No, no. By Calvin no, Klein. I was, I was repeating oh. it humorously and sarcastically. <laughs> Dosing not. is usually four drops four times a day under the tongue. The dose may be increased every five to 15 minutes in times of great need. The drops may also be diluted with water, in which case they last longer. Is that diluted so, or diluted? So they dilute homeopathic remedies? So to make them last longer. Even further. I choose not to dilute them, be, perhaps just preferring to think that they are more effective if they are more concentrated. <laughs> Does this guy know what homeopathy is? She's not quite buying it, it sounds like, which is really funny. Because she's practiced homeopathy, but she kind of prefers to think that maybe, maybe it's more effective. Does it's she more also not know about the whole smacking the... You know, she's... Calling her against the Bible thing to make it stronger? Totally against the orthodoxy. Bible. It's also not a colander, but go beyond that. <laughs> It's not. It's not smacking. It's concussing. <laughs> I would hate to see if another homeopath actually reads this. They would probably. Well, I think we should say, send it to them. Yeah. <laughs> you see what she's saying? She thinks she's not. Apparently they it. can't get Apparently they can't get on the same page either. So that is life motivations. Uh, that's life motivations. Life S-A. motivation. I'm going to write a Dot theme com. for them. Life motivation. And those are our newest members la, of the San Antonio la, la. chapter, the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Excellent. Yay. I, I think I think it'd be good. life motivations. <sighs> we make you better. <laughs> okay, are we ready for the lightning round? Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning. Okay, and in tonight's uh, lightning round, we're going to start off with Gary and. He's going to tell us the newest information about bacteria? Yeah, there was a really cool uh, article, a whole bunch of different articles, but um, this one was was pretty hip. Um, They've discovered a prokaryote uh, bacteria, which means before nucleus, um, that has DNA within a cell wall, or actually a nucleus, nucleus. so it actually has a nucleus, (laughs) so it's not really a prokaryote. Um, they, they put this bacteria under, it's called a Gamata obscura globus bacterium, which was first described in 1984, and it seems to have a packaged DNA uh, within, which is, uh, they took pictures with an electron microscope, and it shows it surrounding um, a bit of food. And then Yeah, there's, there's two things that this can do. It's got the, and it uses, it uses the same two, right. genes to do that. One, it can, it actually has a, a nucleus that contains the DNA, which other which other bacteria does not have. But those genes can also allow it to act like an amoeba and surround particles and, and ingest them that way. Because most bacteria, they can only bring things in through the through cell the walls, through those little right. portals. This can actually surround the food like an amoeba. So right. we can do those two things that no other bacteria right. so what, what this does is it looks like there's an earlier ancestor to both the prokaryote and the eukaryote. And, um, now they're thinking maybe the, the earlier ancestor had a nucleus and later and is even more complex than they thought. rid of the nucleus. Yay, evolution! <laughs> Yay. Interesting stuff. That is. Cool. Okay, Greg, will you please tell us about Rock the Desert? Well, um, this is something that Hemet Mehta over on Friendly Atheist first found, um, which was that apparently in Midland, Texas, they're budgeting $50,000, that's five zero 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 dollars 
of taxpayer money to pay for or support somehow the Rock the Desert Festival, which is <laughs> it's got its mission statement of to reach today's generation through contemporary Christian music and recreation, which apparently is kind of lame, so that they may better hear the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this little town in Texas Midland. is, is Midland, Midland, Texas, is supporting this Christian festival, and it's with government taxpayer dollars. Now, granted, a lot of the taxpayers in Midland probably are Christians, so they don't have a big deal with Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. But it is a church-state <laughs> violation, yeah. and yeah. apparently one of the readers over at Friendly Atheist has notified Freedom From Religion Foundation. Oh, they're going to go over gangbuster there. So hopefully they're going to they're going to talk about it. But I was trying to Google it to find out what the reason was, what they're really supporting with those fifty thousand dollars. And I can't hear it yet, so maybe keep an eye on Friendly Atheist, or if I'm able to find anything, I'll post it on our blog. I don't know, but I liked the breakdown of that, because on what they yeah. were spending money... Well, it's Conventions Bureau Hispanic Chamber... GW, a, GW Bush House? They have a chamber just for Hispanics, apparently. The well, swim team gets $22,000, Confederate Curses. Air Force, <laughs> and George Bush's home. He doesn't even live there. Anyway... Next. David. Yes. What is going on with the VA? Now, this is a big story. It's something we've been looking at for a while. Don't have time to cover it all in 90 seconds, but I'll try to give a synopsis here. Liberty Institute, which is the local kind of focus on the family thing, has a lawsuit against the Houston Veterans Cemetery, okay? Because they have a policy there that if a family is burying their, their uh, soldier, and if that family is, say, Jewish... Muslim, atheists, they don't have to have volunteers praying to God at their fallen son's funeral. And also non-denominational people who aren't listed as being anyone, they don't put any religious uh, Unless asked to do it, they won't right. include religious you texts. Have, right. You have to get permission. So you got the, the Veterans of Foreign Wars and you got a, a group called the National Memorial Ladies who want to pray at every funeral. And the, the policy there is to say, no, it has, it has to be okay with the family. the family. So what's happened is they've been out there protesting. The headlines at the Liberty Institute is God has been you know, censored from these, you know, God is no longer be able to, you know, people can no longer pray to God at their, at their son's funerals. It's been a complete a disinformation campaign. And now we have a congressman who went undercover. John to, Culberson <laughs> and, out and of now, Houston. Yeah, and he wants to. He went undercover. Go ahead. Fire the lady who works there. Get, cut her down to zero dollars to yeah. spend, and make sure she never works in this town again. Right. Now, v, now the the VA just came out with their response to the lawsuit a couple of days ago. Don't have time to talk about it, but the lawsuit is just <laughs> go such look cool. up online. Well, we'll talk about it another day, or you can yeah. blog about it, Dave. <clears throat> can blog about it. Blog. We have got one. <laughs> We got HTTP colon slash slash www. No, wait. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to have a music wire. theme for put it on the blog. You know what? I'll <laughs> blog about it. There you go. All righty. Okay. What's up next, Donna? What's up next is Neanderthals apparently had sex with mo anatomically modern humans. Wow. And um, studies, or there's a study showing that... Um, <laughs> Asian, Eurasian, European, Australian... Peoples, modern peoples, have this nine percent DNA match with Neanderthals that you're not seeing from current people out of Africa. Right. So that's saying that the quote 
purer race. <laughs> no, it is actually it's not a very prognostic. Yeah. No. What? Well, well, what it was? It wasn't that nine percent of our genome. It's, it's that one there, there's in, a chromosome yeah, on the X chromosome, chromosome that present, is present in nine percent of the population. Sorry, I. That's okay. Just Thank you for sure. clarifying. So, see, I thought we knew this months ago, and then something changed. Because Ozzy Osbourne something came it. out that just kind of confirmed it. Yes. Right? There always seems to be a back and forth about how much we might have yes or no. Yeah. Neanderthals. So, it has been a subject in anthropological debate that has been going on literally for years. It's the same as out of Africa versus multipopulational yeah. versus Bering Strait. There you go. I, yeah. It's a question that we are actually trying to answer. But apparently a yeah, lot did of we, this... Do we kill them all or do we interbreed? Yeah. We interbreed a little. It's so weird to even just think about being with other... Hominid species, you know, but other... Yay, that's good. yay anthropology! Yay, Neanderthal <laughs> Genome Project, if there was one. Okay, um... Gary! Yes, hello! What is the newest stuff on YouTube? Well, I'm a YouTube addict. Uh, I do a lot of the skeptic and atheist stuff on YouTube. The first step is to admit you have a problem. I know, I know it is. I, I did have a Facebook post about that. <laughs> Um, I'm Donna. I'm a YouTube addict. <laughs> so, Non-Stamp Collector and R&Raw have two things that have been recently put up that just made me laugh out loud. I often laugh out loud too much on, on YouTube videos, but these were You're just fantastic. usually LOL. Yes. For our younger generation listeners, laugh out loud is actually the expression lol. lol. <laughs> so, Non-Stamp Collector had a two-part series on Noah's Ark. It is a fantastic oh. <laughs> debunking of Noah's Ark because he's kind of doing an R&R, &R and that's kind of why I put them both together because he has to list so many species uh, that have to be on the boat from different parts of the world to make it an actual tale non-magically. Um, go and watch it. Look up Non-Stamp Collector and look up his Noah's Ark one, Part 1 and 2. Then R&R had a response to Prick Error, uh, which is another fantastic thing because, first of all, he speaks half as fast as he usually speaks in his um, uh, debunking creationist or uh, uh, videos. Go watch these, look both of them up, uh, favorite them because you will learn stuff and have a good laugh. Hey Gary, why don't you put it on the blog? I will. I, I, have I not? No, I haven't. I will. And tonight. I'll repost it on Facebook too. There we go. Uh, Greg, what is the newest um, information about zinc? There's something going on? Yes, um, apparently um, uh, some scientists somewhere, which I can't remember what they are, um, <laughs> they did a study where they um, they bathed egg cells from humans, rats, monkeys, whatever. Probably rats and monkeys mostly, not so much with the humans. Yeah, they didn't say humans. With a, thank you, David, you're correct. Um, <laughs> with, I just suck today. Uh, <laughs> with a, a substance that glows brightly when zinc is present. And they found out that... Right before fertilization, eggs cells are constantly absorbing zinc in, and then as soon as they're fertilized, they start releasing it in bursts for like, after say 10 minutes or something like that, it starts bursting zinc every 10 or so minutes after that. And they're thinking that it acts, acts, acts like a switch to say, when you're absorbing zinc, don't divide, don't basically become more and more cells. 
but as soon as you're fertilized, it gives off the zinc, and then it can divide and become a blastocyst, and then a... Yeah. Um, so zinc suppresses uterine. cell division. Yeah. And it has to... Or it's part of the process that does well, suppress zinc, cell division. Zinc will suppress the cell division, because it's got to do all this stuff with the genes, and the gene swap, and it's got to do all this. And once it's ready to divide, it just it starts shedding that zinc. Yep. And it allows it to divide. So they even take unfertilized egg, and you take the zinc out, it'll start dividing. And they're thinking this might have some implications for birth control research, yeah. which will be really Don't good. curse like. <laughs> Blog about it, Gary. Blog about it. No, it was just a silly joke. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your silly joke? I guess we should stop taking zinc. <laughs> that's that's your silly joke? Told you it was a silly joke. That's not even that yes, silly. Is. It is. That's, that's craptascular. <laughs> I'm just going to cut that out. No, no, you're not. I'm going to make you not cut that out. Somehow. Somehow. Dave. Oh, yeah. What's next? We have the San Antonio Holistic Chamber of Commerce. What's up with Fresno? I uh, would have Fresno's, thought they know, had one already. Tell us some more. Fresno's out there with all the holistic stuff. We know that. But now we've got government dollars um, paying possibly $1.7 million dollars for a holistic wow. center um, where for, for the mentally ill that's going to send them to spiritual and alternative healers. Okay? <laughs> now, this is... Um, now, that's holistic. <laughs> this this is a... Th their, their goal is to get minorities who are not coming to their um, centers for... I guess they don't like real medicine. That's their thought process. They want to give they them... Yeah, sending, they want to give them culturally representative health care. Culturally the heck that representative health care. So their Native Americans can go to their oh, shamans. <laughs> yes, because aspirin works different for different people. Now, Even though now, it is just the bark of a willow tree. Yes. Fortunately, for. fortunately yeah, some have raised concerns about money going to spiritual healers. So there is some doubt whether this facility will be uh, actually built. Oh, it'll be built. Fortunately, the mental health board voted seven to three to say, uh, maybe you want to rethink that. Yeah, they're I love rethinking that they have it. three people on there going, this is a good idea. Oh, wait, this is California. <laughs> this yeah, is dude, yeah. this is such a good idea. <laughs> California, the land of granola. If you're not a fruit or a nut, you're a flake. Speaking uh -huh. as somebody who... There. Yeah, 10 seconds, sir. 10 seconds. What can you say in 10 seconds? I got, no pressure. I got nothing else. All right, ding. Damn, Fries are done. Ding. <laughs> well, President Obama has recently an announced, I guess. He was doing a town hall at the University of Maryland where he was basically taking audience questions. And apparently the first person to ask a question was Amanda, um, I'm going to go with Keefe, the government relations manager for the Secular Coalition for America. And she basically asked him why we were still allowing for religious discrimination within um, organizations that are getting faith-based organization money. An there's excellent question. There's supposed mm -hmm. to be a wall between if we're giving you government money, you have to have a separate organization <laughs> to just do your charitable act. If you want to have a food bank sponsored by your church, fine, have a separate organization that has just the food bank money so we, we know you're not proselytizing and you're not discriminating against people who want to work at your food bank who are, say, not your same religion or who are gay or who are not the right. same color right. as you. Right. But, so his response then? But the unfortunate part is there was a Bush-era rule that 
got said, nah, go ahead and discriminate all you want. And, you know, I can't really read the whole thing, but basically he he talked about is being a very difficult issue and he got to consider part of their mission is promoting the religious views. And he thinks he's struck the right balance so far. But for years, the um, what is it? The uh, coalition for uh, coalition against religious discrimination has been really trying to push Obama on this. And he just gave a wishy washy. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to yeah. vamp on for well, a minute no, and a half, just kinda, like I did. <laughs> no, he knows what he's talking about. It was it was an odd answer, though. But I think the whole problem is just having that faith-based, the faith-based initiatives just <laughs> needs to go. You're never going to be able to solve that problem. The money's going to the non-religious activities. Guess what? To the religious activities. I was the one who filled the Dave, 90 seconds. Dave, that means you Dave. don't get to talk anymore. Don't we get a mulligan? No, we do not get a mulligan. I am leading this when the dinner goes off. It's done. We're on to the next thing. If the dinger goes off, she's going to cut your dinger off. I really don't understand his response in this respect. Blog about it. Blog about it. Feel free. Go right ahead. Blog. Type to your little heart's content. Blog I'm your sure ass off. that our viewers... Wait, so I thought we got one mulligan a week. We didn't talk about this. Last week we got a mulligan. But this is Donna's week, and she said no mulligans. And she, no, she didn't. So you know what's going to happen? <laughs> Just now. <laughs> God damn it, no mulligans. So, right. you know what? Guess what? Gary can cut this all out. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. I will. Here, let me let So me I can't express marker. my views about this. You can blog. Okay. We have a blog. We have to fill up we the blog. We all take turns talking. It's I'm not, not just about this, you, just because David, the, oh, Gary, here's my Donna. part. Of, here's yeah. my part of the conversation in a blog. No, what you can say is can blog the and whole a part. follow on to our topic of faith-based initiatives. Isn't this fascinating, listeners? 90-second thing. <laughs> That's the whole oh, point oh, of oh, the lightning oh, round! <laughs> you agreed, sir. You I agreed. S- you signed the contract. You drank fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> Don't answer. The- Don't wait for the translation. Answer me now! <laughs> okay. Gary. Hey. Hi. We need to end the faith-based initiatives altogether. <laughs> so yes, DMCA. Yeah, tell uh, me all about it. I'd love to hear about it. So there's a place called uh, Astroblog. Hey, well, let me lead back up. Uh, DMCA is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, and it allows people to file notices to people who are uh, infringing on copyright. And this is being abused uh, a lot online. It's digital media. Um, you see it on YouTube, especially with the uh, the secular and atheist community on YouTube. Uh, you have a whole bunch of people who can't argue against their point filing DMCA's uh, against uh, people who are basically criticizing them or pointing out the errors in their ideas. So what has happened recently uh, is there is this uh, asteroid or meteor or whatever, called Elenin. I believe it's a comet. comet. It's a comet. It's a comet, Elenin. It says so right there on the page. (laughs) And some guy, some nutbag, who says it's going to hit the Earth and is claiming that (coughs) all of the governments in the world are are, uh, lying about it, Filed a DMCA. 2012ers and people yeah, like that. Yeah, filed a DMCA against Astroblogger and uh, Ian another, Musgrave. Ian Musgrave and another site, and it, because he's debunking it, you know, he basically said, uh, "Will the comet Elenin hit the Earth?" And he says, "No, its closest approach is 0.23 AU on October 2011. One AU is the distance from Earth to the Sun." So it's 
Pretty close. It's about as close as, like, Venus. Venus. Yeah, but the people exactly. say it's going to hit the Earth are saying it's huge. Right. And someone else. It's that it's a brown dwarf. Is that right? It's 90 seconds. Oh, curse of luck. There's a great article on it. You got about an extra it. second. No. There's a great article on Universe Today. <laughs> Go read that. Yeah. You know what's funny about these Elenin guys is eh. some of them say it's a brown dwarf, and then there's others saying, It's a no, planet. That's just that's just the government putting those rumors out there to distract you from harp and chemtrails. <laughs> okay. Come on, that was interesting. Yeah. I have to give you that. <laughs> that's the end of the lightning round. Are you done, Dave? All right. I'm stopping this now. Fluffy bunnies, everybody. Ciao. We didn't talk about the... Uh... <laughs> David says bye, too. <laughs> Say goodbye, David. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Ideas about what the country should be about. Speak about I mean, things that are different. <laughs> this is, is going to be a long one. We're wow. moving on. Okay. That was, that was a craptascular kind of segue, wasn't it? <laughs> moving you, on. You have not even heard the segue yet, and you're already <laughs> talking me on the segue? The, the thing, speaking of things that are different, that that's was right. not the segue? That is not the segue. That's, uh, then, that's then, the lead-in to the segue. Okay, then I reserve my judgment. No, no, here is the crappy segue. Okay. Here, what I personally enjoyed that is you managed to take craptastic and craptacular and modify them. Craptacular? I think that, that Skeptic Wire tonight has created a new word. No, I was combining crappy and uh, cardiovascular. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a workout. It's a brain workout for the heart. Okay, we have a couple... And bowels, apparently. With I, I'm probably going to fail this uh, segue, but we have some cryptozoology stories. Oh, I still want to hear what Gary right. was going to say. So, Norway being... Okay, we, we were talking about different things that are different. Norway being okay. a northern latitude European country, like Scotland. Speak about Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. Really? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going back to my craptascular. Scotland has a monster. Scotland has a monster called the, the Loch Ness, Ness Monster. monster. But oh, think I about things that are different but similar. Oh. <laughs> See, even the dogs don't like your transitions, Gary. Even they know better. Let's keep going with this. We're almost there. Okay, so apparently there is a Loch Ness type monster on the west on coast. On the west coast of the United States. See, which is also like a, uh, sorry, not the West Coast, but where it's found. The like, Alaskan coast. Alaskan coast, which is a northern, semi-European-ish country. Well, remember, you can't the... see Russia from it. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Anyway, I, I think that pretty much wraps it up for yeah. this episode of The Skeptic Wire. <laughs> 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 <laughs>